Yo, what's up? This is Steve Esquivel from Skin Lab, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Cool. Hey, you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Bruce. I'm Chris. Uh, wow. That's very deep. Here, I'll do my best James Hetfield. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm Chris. Yeah. Ah, beautiful. I'm sure that sounds just like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. And if you haven't tuned off already, uh, we've got Steve Esquivel, I believe his name is. He's going to be the front man from Skin Lab. These guys are pretty freaking heavy. I don't know if you had a chance to check them out from like Oakland or the uh, Northern California area. So heavy. So heavy. And if you want to hang out, we'll go ahead and get them on the line. I'm going to do the whole interview like James Hetfield. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> See how long he lasts. He'll last about 10 seconds and be like, all right, I'm done. Hey, you have a problem with it? Yeah. <laughs> the other dude was like, uh, are we talking about Winter Phillip or are we going to talk about soup? <laughs> I'm not sure what we're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> all right, it's ringing. Steve. Yo. Hey, how are you, man? Bruce Moore and my partner, Chris. Nice to meet you, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Really good. Well, can, all things I, considered, you know. Yeah, how you holding up at all this? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we're holding up pretty good, actually. Just moved down to San Diego, so we got out of Bay Area. And uh, now we're self-quarantined in uh, San Diego. The better places in the world. That's nice down there. Yes, a little better. Well, we love the Bay Area. I've been there my whole life, but uh, it's time for a change. Nice. The whole band go? Or? No, uh-uh, no. We, we're all scattered around. Snake still lives in the Bay Area, so that'll still be our hubcap. Mm-hmm. Got to go there to drink the water. <laughs> That's right, you're too close. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's quite a bit warmer where you are compared to the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Well, it's our first house at the pool. We got a beach. Yeah, we're out down here, and it uh, should be pretty cool. I, um, I also work for a bus company, so we'll be slinging buses once the doors open up, and this is probably a little better place for me to be slinging them out here. So, yeah. yep. Nice. Got to stay where the business is. The industry is still surrounded, you know, around me, and, uh, yeah, pretty stoked. See, exciting. And with all the technology, I mean, you guys don't need to be together in the same place anymore. You can kind of just bounce things back and forth, right? Yeah, we live 20 minutes away from each other, and we see each other when we go on tour. <laughs> 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 no love loss it's just you know we've been a band 20 years and when we see each other we pick up where we last left off you know that's what yeah, brothers do so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump all over the place here to start with and you just mentioned it was one of my questions Did you ever imagine you'd still be doing this 20 years later yes yes sir I, was, there uh, ever, was there ever a plan b like uh an escape hatch or was it all in I always have an escape hatch. Yeah, I mean, I'm a carpenter, uh, painter by trade. Um, most of Skin Lab throughout the years have been. Um, we all have, we all, you know, we all have homes and everything. It's always been a, a plan, but uh, to give in has never been an option. Um, yeah, musician for life. <laughs> all right. Yeah, once, it gets, once get- it gets in your blood, it, it doesn't leave. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's going into the next generation. My. My son's a, a drummer, upcoming drummer, pretty badass. Nice. nice. He's going to be taking the name and rolling with it here soon. So what is it like then? You just mentioned the next generation. What is it like going to a Skin Lab show? Obviously, you're not going to one now, but Skin Lab show where 
like people like myself are bringing their kids. You're getting multi-generational things. That must be pretty cool, right? Yeah. You know, we're, yes, you know, we're, we're a new band to a lot of people and our old fans are bringing, you know, their kids and their wives and, and it's really cool. Um, you know, before this album came out, we were touring, we had done a few tours and, you know, the turnouts were pretty sparse and, um, you know, not too many people come out, but I mean, we didn't realize that, you know, People want new music. That you know, we they want new music. We had to get that going. And when we released the album, the last two tours we did, I mean, people were coming out, man. It, it felt really good. We felt really proud of ourselves. I mean, um, the motto has always been for Skin Lab, one more than one, and we'll throw the fuck down. Well, after twenty <laughs> nice. years, you know, twenty years, you know, twelve, twenty-four, a hundred, seventy-five, a thousand, then you go play two hundred, then you go play forty people, and it, it's pretty up and down. So. We like to take what we get, but you know, it's been a, you know, the, it's, it's great. The new generation is, uh, there, they seem to be digging the record. So, um, it's cool. And, and when we get on stage, we're not your normal band, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're into metal, we pretty much, you know, we walk away friends or fans, you know? Yeah. Do you find it difficult or to, uh, to become more engaged when there's less people? Or is that not even an issue? Like if you go out there, you mentioned you played like 20 people or 4,000. Do you prep differently? And is there a different kind of uh, mindset? No, you prep the same. You go in there, you know, I have my road manager and I'll usually ask him, do we have a ro- do we have a rock show? And, uh, you know, he's been with us 20 years. So he'll look at me and straight in the face, you know, nope, not tonight. <laughs> or, or, or he'll be like, yeah, it's a rock show. Let's do this. Get ready. You know, I usually... Uh, disappear about a half hour before we go on to kind of get in my frame of mind. So I have no idea what's going on in the club. And, uh, but you know, once we go on stage, the lights go on, that's when it's time to work. And, you know, I've been known to be a little bitch when there's a couple of people there, but that's just human nature. You know, you want to make everybody happy. And sometimes it's just really hard. I mean, we've played to one person before we've played to one person for a metal hammer secret show in England where oh, the man. biggest booking agent in England was there watching us. <laughs> <laughs> but I imagine at the end of the day, that one person spent his paycheck to come see us. So it shows a show, right? It was a free show, but yes, he t- <laughs> he paid his gas, <laughs> right? He paid his gas money to get there. He took his part of his life to get there and that's what we appreciate and that's what we'll play for we did play um unfortunately that night my hand was broke beat up or someone had a month in hand it was numb it wasn't working so it was uh you know we we called it a day got down there and hung out with the dude so there you go nice so he still had a he still had a story yeah he's got a hell of a story (laughs) (laughs) it's not fit for radio Oh man. So 20 years later, how has technology changed the way that you guys write? Oh, well, you know, I don't know much of technology. Snake is as the engineer and producer of the band. He, um, you know, pretty much him and Ulrich did this record together. Um, I pretty much the music that I contributed, which is probably most of it on this album 
um, no, it, it's old school. You know, I, I write the music, I write the choruses, play them on guitar, and I sing them. And you know, and that's pretty much what came out this album. Um, as far as lyrics and and stuff like that, um, you know, technology could go back and forth and freaking go over Snake's house, come back home, send in producer. Um, you know, we the writing process was pretty much like you know, adorable writing process. Um, I would write the music bring them to the studio and the band would, you know, put their input in and kind of take my, what we call sausage finger drums. You know, <laughs> I would get my idea across and bring them to the drummer and he'd be like, Oh yes, I get it. That's horrible. But yes, I get it. <laughs> I always, I always laugh because producers, when they talk to drummers, it's so funny. You there, they're always like, Hey, can you do something like, and the drummer's like, yeah, Okay. <laughs> no, exactly. No, it, it's totally like that. Um, because this is the first album with our new drummer, Fabian. It was, it, you know, we're and, and I'm a drummer by heart, and um, I think I think Ulrich was a, you know, has a, a wide knowledge of uh, percussion. So it was literally like that within the click, tick, tick, tick. He's like, no, Fabian, can you go? Do it? Got to go? Do it? He's like, oh yeah, sure, no problem. And he literally do it. We were very, very fortunate to be working with our drummer. Uh, and the way that we recorded this record was kind of, uh, the recording process was, you know, based off of new technology. We sent stuff from Snake to Ulrich back and forth for months and months and months. Um, Ulrich produced this record, right? Yeah. Um, so production means help arranging, you know, putting in references, listening to the music and living it, you know, and he lived to that record. And I, I can just say, you know, without the, you know, technology today, I, I'm really not sure that we would have been able to make the record, the recording that we did. Um, so, yeah, you know, there's a double-edged sword that you got to live by. You know, you want to keep it original and um, kind of flowing, you know, hand to mouth. Sure. But then you also want to take care of, you know, you want to, you want to jump in and use all this technology that's out there. And, uh, yeah. So it's a good world out there for metal, for music. When you're writing, are you like considering how the song is going to come across on stage? Like this would be a great place for whatever, a breakdown or a pit, or are you writing a song just for the song's sake and then adapting it? No, everything's all thought about live. Um, after you've made a couple records, your first record Usually we're like, shit, we didn't think about the people. We just thought, <laughs> we're just we're just jamming in the studio. This is fucking awesome. Up and down, dynamics, everything's cool. A lot of shoegazing, you know, and then you bring that to live after, you know, your first bunch of shows. You're like, hey, okay, yeah, that slow, you know, satanic ballad just isn't working. But, you know. It's definitely a give and take throughout many, many years. And, and um, definitely, we definitely write uh, one for the live aspect and just the energy that's coming out of your body when, you, sure. when you're writing. Yeah. I've got one more in the writing process and I'll let Chris jump in. When you're writing, is there a message or a takeaway you want your fans to walk away with after listening to a Skin Lab record? Um, yeah, throughout the years, we had like an open interpretation, you know, um, of, of my lyrics and everything. And I just, you know, this record, I felt that I wanted to keep that going, but be a little more direct. The whole album is about knowing yourself. It's about 
the well the whole the whole album is based off of the title track venomous um you know mm-hmm. uh the world today especially on the internet everyone is just so desensitized everybody's out to you know voice their opinion even when it's not even asked you know everyone, <laughs> right. everyone's quick to to stab someone to get you know to get what they want out of somebody um you know the love hate in the chorus of venomous is i mean that's it uh, this there's so many you know ups and downs and just kind of lefts and rights in this world and I thought we'd take a little tag on it, but the most of it is just, you know, acknowledging and trying to overcome a lot of the bullshit that we're living today. I mean, the lyrics are pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm watching as we speak, I'm watching for the third or fourth time now the Americal video, and it's definitely pretty current event related. Sure. Well, you know, Americal has two meanings. Americal I wrote because I don't necessarily have an opinion on gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an outlook, and that's what I presented through the lyrics, and that's what the the lyrics were about. America, um, you know, you see on freaking YouTube a, a little kid, you know, in the ghetto fucking around with a fucking gun, you know, put bullets in a gun, loading a fucking rifle, you know. Um, but then you see, um, you know, a farmer or 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 whatever, you know, killing his cow, you know, putting him, you know, the rest to feed the family. You know what I right. mean? There's so many different ways of using a gun. I feel that me personally, it's not the gun's mistake. It's a person's. Right. Um and that's just my personal opinion. That's what I wrote America about. And then we thought we'd have a little fun and kind of twist the two together. It's just all about knowing yourself and the protection that you have within yourself. Now the the whole video, we kind of had a little fun with what's going on today. Um, and that just portrays this knowing your center, your surroundings, you know? Um, what's, that, okay. what's that sound? What are you here? Bruce, are you typing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> old school. This guy, this oh, guy, fuck. He, he doesn't know he's, he's lost complete control over what's acceptable. You know, <laughs> dude, you still have a typewriter, bro. Come on. <laughs> hey, all right. So, on on a ahead. side note, you know, Microsoft, they uh, in Word, they just re- they just got rid of the double space after the period. I don't know how I'm going to get over that, but anyways, we're not. <laughs> we don't need to talk about <laughs> typing. We're not here Whoa. to talk typing. <laughs> But anyways, um, you were talking about working with with Ulrich as a producer. Is this the first time you've worked with him? It is. It's the first time and uh, not the last. We're we're looking to go. I'm hoping to do my solo album with him. And then um, I think we're hoping to do the next record with him, too. Because he's done quite a few, like, killer records. What was it like working with a guy that has, I don't know, like, to be honest, I'm kind of new to metal. So I'm still learning. Um, what was it like working with someone that's done so many killer heavy records like that? Yeah, it was uh, very intimidating. Um, uh, you know, fortunately we got to know him a little bit, um, through just kind of back and forth online and communicating that way. Um, and then when we finally go out to go, to go record there, um, he was a, such a nice guy, you know, very professional, um, very well-spoken, doesn't get excited about much. That's because he knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, you know, we went in there um, just knowing that we were in fully capable hands. We, we, we lowered our guard and we let him do his job. Um, you know, having said, having said that, I mean, the guy recorded, I think, every one of my favorite records. 
Yeah. I was taking a- every day looking at fucking white pony, you know, yeah. um, around the fur, you know, um, freaking static X up on the wall, all this stuff. And I mean, we were actually recording while static X was recording their new stuff and he didn't even tell us, we didn't even know, you know, <laughs> we're like, probably cause I would have fucking fanboyed out and camped out in his driveway, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was just an amazing experience all the way around. He's a beautiful person. His family's awesome. And uh, we can't wait to get back there. And I, I would definitely recommend any band that wants to go get what their band sounds like. I would recommend you go to him. Well, that, that's, that's one thing that I often wonder about because some, some producers go in and the producer has a sound and some producers oh, go yeah. in and they get the band's sound. Yes. You know, well, I mean, I've got to say, I mean, we've, we've worked with a lot of great producers that have been, that are still, let's just go out and say Andy sneak. He recorded almost all of our records except for our last uh, one. Um, I mean, that guy has made a sound for himself. He has his sound. Absolutely. And it's amazing. There is no doubt about that. I have every single one of his records out in my car. However, I don't think it was the right move for Skin Lab. Not that we could even afford it him or track him down. <laughs> he's busy, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but and he's in Judas Priest now. Yeah, after, um, after he did after he did Firepower, that was. Uh, I mean, that was a. That, I mean, that record sounds epic. First of all, but now he's totally. in, like you say, he's in Priest. Hell. It's like okay. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, a dream come true. I mean, I can't wait till they make a movie about him. We've been very fortunate to work with killer producers. I mean, our boy at home, Juan Ortega, you know, Andy, um, uh, and now now Ulrich. I mean, it's just very fortunate. So yeah, I'm glad everyone's really digging the record. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, no, I, I often wonder about that because as, I'm a recording engineer myself, and I've worked with producers that force their vision onto the band, and I've worked with producers that pull the band's vision from the band, and it it not neither is right or wrong, I guess, depending on the quality of the material. But the band the bands always return to the producers that pull the best from the band instead of force their signature onto them. So. I'm, I'm always curious. Yeah, no, that, I think that's a producer's job. I think a producer's job is to know the band. They yeah. already know themselves. They already know what they could do. But when a new band comes in, that's the problem that we've had with a couple of our producers, that they didn't take time to know our music. I mean, not a couple of producers. With some people that we've worked with is that, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had bands where my band sounds unique. You know, we're going to bring it into you and they're just going to slap on the freaking Metallica fucking, you know, uh, black album. Yeah. And, you know, drums and then give me the, the machine head snare drum. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, no, I don't want that. Let's start over. Then sample my shit and use that for someone else if you want. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Which is the case. I mean, what from what I've heard, uh, "Disembody the New Flesh," which is our second record, is a pretty well-known uh, record to to mix to. People will go and A and B their record to that album, um, you know, because Andy's a badass, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, the first and we're the, no slouches either. I mean, that is us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, the first time we had a little part in it. The first time yeah, we, we heard a, a sneak record. About what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I heard a sneak record was 36 Crazy Fists, Bloodwork. 
And, yes. And that snare sound was just crushing. I was like, holy fuck. No, no triggers. Yeah, I know. Yeah, He's, no triggers. Yeah. Yeah, I have a, the, those are my boys, 36. Oh, really? Are they still? Last I Yeah, I, heard, I got them signed to Roadrunner. I discovered them from Alaska. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, those are my brothers right there. That's amazing, man. Are they, are they mm-hmm. still? And they're the reason, I mean, if you hear a little bit of difference on Revolting Room, it's like there was such an influence on me. Not only did I sign them, I mean, they influenced the fuck out of me and the whole world. Yeah. You know, Broccoli's got a fucking unique voice. I mean, yeah, it was a great record. Yeah, no, it was like, well, I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. All their records are amazing. Now they're producing themselves, bro. You got to check out the la- the last two albums. Yeah. Amazing. I haven't I haven't followed them since since uh I can't remember the record after Bloodwork. But I Oh man, after I, they left Roadrunner and you got free record, you stopped you stopped following them? No, I didn't get free records. <laughs> I was buy I was I was buying those records, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to go check it out now. That's for sure. Yeah, but, for sure. Please do. Yeah. So, congratulations on the record. I think it sounds killer. Oh, it's um, great. And do Thank you have you so do, do you have anything else, Bruce? Uh, yeah. Well, I've got two things. One, um, shit. I just forgot what I was gonna say. Okay. Two. One. Yeah. Well, let's go to two. You seem to have a sense of humor. Can I ask you some <laughs> fucked up questions that have nothing to do with uh, Skin Lab? Bring it on. We kind of do this in the end just to try and uh, create a few laughs here and there. Or not. You may hang up the phone on us, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? Hell no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's early in San Diego, but come on now. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. It could be a manwich, though. A manwich. Oh, yes. Take that one. See, Whoa. Bruce, that was, the, that was like, <laughs> that was like one of those statements right there. You got to fish where the fish are, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very Don't obvious. I've yeah, got a no. new, I've got a new one for the show. I've been doing my research. So you're the first one. We're going to try this on. You ready? Okay. Put your, put your thinking cap on. If the number two pencil is the most popular in the world, why is it still number two? <laughs> 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 oh shit! Do they even make it for one? First off, and then, and then, uh, I don't know. I, w- I would. <laughs> well, the fact that our okay, well, check this out. This should bother you. We don't have pencils in schools anymore. So True. we could be up to ninety nine by now. But I don't know. Knows the pencil's <laughs> called an Apple Pro now. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Hey, and why it's a are, very expensive pencil. Yeah. Yes. Hey, why are there no B batteries? Oh my god, that's a good one. <laughs> Dude, I think you need I need I think you need a job at Ripley's or something. <laughs> All right. Can I give you one more? Absolutely. At a movie theater, how do you know which armrest is yours? <laughs> I, I, listen this is easy i squeeze out me and my wife get the left and the right and the right if it's hers it's mine so i'm good <laughs> well, what do you do about the other side if there's a person that's doing the same thing if they think that's the I, left i don't the right? I, I, I don't ever allow that to happen so i got you there buddy 
All right. I know I'd lied, but I got one more for you. Oh, since you're a good sport. Since you're a good sport. What was the best thing before sliced bread? <laughs> I'm Mexican. Tortillas, brother. <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm batting five for five, I think. You are batting five for five. Or something like that. We'll give it to you anyway, because these are all nonsense. <laughs> we just like to mix it up a little bit. I hope that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Are you guys doing anything different or special to keep in contact with fans during all this nonsense or are you uh we've just talked about that yeah we we just came on off the road when all this happened so we do we were decompressing so now you know um now that i've moved we're going to get together and do some zoom thing i think we're going to get up and just make ourselves available to talk to fans as a group uh and if we can get anything else after that you know jamming together maybe uh we're thinking about doing some special recordings awesome that's all. That's all I've got, Chris. You got anything else? I don't, man. I really appreciate you taking the time with us today, and, and oh, dude, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for remembering us. And put, hey, no worries. And putting Thanks up, for with putting Bruce. up with Chris's song. Yeah, I think Chris's Chris's questions were a little off the chain today. So sorry about that. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> well, I did. I, I, I got number one with tortilla. Hey, I didn't. Yeah, I think you did it. I didn't pull out the tomato <laughs> soup question. No, but we still don't know why there's no B batteries. So yeah, next time. <laughs> next time right. Right. to be continued anyway Steve I want to thank you for taking awesome man thank nice. you very much stay safe brother and we'll talk to you soon alright guys thank you alright be well cheers All right, later this is the story of Whitney Houston this is the story of Kurt Cobain of George Michael of Otis Redding of Amy Winehouse of Michael Hutchins Bob Marley this is the story of It's a new podcast series about how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars, they tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're jumping around, singing your heart out feeling understood and it's those moments we'll help you remember the ones you're thinking about right now that feeling that feeling is coming soon from crowd network just search for death of a rock star on your podcast app and subscribe now